Hello and welcome back to the Evolving Hockey Podcast. My name is Sean, and as always, I'm joined by Josh and Luke. Josh, how are you? Doing great, Sean, as always, I guess. Now that we're episode, wait, I got all mixed up because we have the, the, nobody mentioned it, but we skipped from one to episode one to episode three. We so, mentioned it. We mentioned it. I know, it we did mention it. We did. But nobody, like, in the title. So we're on our third episode. We've recorded four episodes. One of them we scratched. You know, we, we scrapped. We, we threw in the garbage. Oh, so episode two is, episode is just This will be deleted. episode four. Episode two, yes, yeah. maybe we'll release at, like, another time. Yeah, I mean, it's maybe... not very good. Yeah. It, it wasn't was very not. good. No, we can't. We had just come back from a, a, a bit of a cabin trip. I was sunburned. I had uh, uh, it was it was it wasn't it wasn't the best. Uh, I don't think uh, we weren't on our on, on the top of our game. All right, Josh, you're taking up my <laughs> intro time. Yeah, I, this is I, I we, we need to find a, a better way. But for now, a big complaint was that we didn't introduce Josh and Luke separately, yeah. so people could get used to their voices. Yeah. Um, but eventually, we got to figure out a better intro. I think. <laughs> I mean, but that I was that was Josh just yeah. rambling over there. I'm not this rambling. Is, I'm just this is just Luke talking, right here. You know? Hello, everyone. Hi, Sean. How are you doing? I'm doing well. I'm yeah. As I said <laughs> for for Josh, I think. Yeah, obligatory. I don't know. I, I might have talked over Sean, so I'm glad to hear that you're doing well, Sean. Yes, it's starting to kind of cool down. I finished my semester for grad school so i got i just do a class a semester so i got two classes left for my mba oh wow um oh congrats biggie started but i probably won't go at least not yet i don't know it's probably a junior league the big e did you say the big e is like it's a it's a big fair it's like the biggest fair in the area oh i think is that something that everyone knows sean so I would assume anybody in the New England area that listens to this would know about the Big E. Okay. It's that East Coast I'm assuming we have a, a decent New England population that listens to it. So shout out to New England. Shout out England. to all the yeah. New Englanders. <laughs> <laughs> so I, I also had a good day today because I don't know if you saw it, but Zidane signed for another year. I did see that. He's yeah. returning yeah. to the island. Well, congrats. Yeah, did you see that? congrats to the big man. I did. I saw it. Uh, what did he sign for? What was his contract? I didn't see the. I didn't bother to see the number. I was working on finishing up my last assignment. I'm not even sure if the number's out there. Kevin Weeks tweeted it out, but he, yeah, he's returning back to the island where he got drafted with Lou. It's kind of like a perfect fit, I think. And um, yes, yeah, so this is gonna be. He's closing in on 1,000 games. After turning thirty, I believe. Yeah, he's got yeah. what four? I think he's at not, sitting at nine ninety six in games played. Wow, he's almost forty. Yeah, over our like our in our database, yes. Yeah, and you I know, wanted to we see... go back to two thousand seven, two thousand eight. So that is when we go back. Um, who is the? I'm trying to think if he's getting close to or might be the oldest player. Like I'm trying to think of like at least since in our database because it's it's well, getting up there. Well, I mean, I mean Yager. Yeah, I mean obviously, but I'm I'm I wanted to see who his competition uh, is. Who was uh was it um Pronger? Did he play until he was really? Old? No, no, no. Pronger was like spent like a bunch of time concussed, and he was like an early LTIR 
kind of guy. Like he worked like for the Coyotes or oh, the yeah, NHL right. while he you're was right. still under contract. Who was I thinking? That was no. Not- I, I think you're thinking. So I'm looking on our site uh, since 2007. Yeah, Yager is now in the um, the only players who are older than him who have played games are Yager and Chelios. Um, Chelios. Yeah, Chris Chelios played until he was, according to this, 47. According to this, that's our website. Which our website? Yeah, I think <laughs> according it's right. to this, according to this website that I found, <laughs> evolvinghockey.com. Become a subscriber today. Yeah, and uh, Chris Chelios played in the 2009-2010 season for the Thrashers, and he was 47. He was born in 1962. Um, shout out to the Thrashers. Yeah, shout out so to Chris Chelios. Chara, I, do you think Chara? So Sean, I'll ask you this because you, um, I know you're no longer a Bruins fan, but. You watched him for a long time. Do you think he has like another year or two? Like, what do you think his results this year are going to be like? Because he's obviously still okay. I think I think right now he grades out as a slightly above replacement level defenseman from our stuff. Um, uh, you know, so I don't know if it's a. And but I was just kind of curious: is he the kind of player that you could see playing for another year or two, or you think this is kind of his last year and then he, you know, calls it? Yeah, I think you're going to have to really see him. I don't know, have like a career ending injury or something to like give up. Like okay, he's yeah. just he's like a beast, right? Whether or not the performance falls off. I, I think he's he's probably a bottom pair defenseman at this point, right? Like he's forty four. But um he's gonna try to play as long as he can. Like he's just not he still has like insane workouts and whatever. And he tried to switch his skating stride and everything throughout his career like as he got older he was always looking for ways to not get older if you will yeah right yeah he's got an insane diet i heard a story that the a lot of the brewers players tried his diet and they all ended up with like diarrhea uh, <laughs> just because like, it's just not like human like he eats that clean it's like it's like tom brady right i i, I don't know any hold on that doesn't seem like a good thing though well, I think it's like the like significant amount of like fiber and greens that you have. Like if you oh. ate like way too many greens and you're not used to it, I think like it really makes your stomach. Yeah. Well, I mean, it has yeah. to work. He's you know, I, I I was always extremely impressed by. I mean, he's what six nine, six ten, six nine. Yeah, and he's like he's normally and, and, like he's over a foot taller than me, which is I, I've talked to him before. <laughs> And it's like the most intimidating thing. Like your your head just your neck just tilts right up to to talk to him. I've been in like an elevator alone with him before, and that was like a very intimidating experience. Well, so, yeah. man, yeah. you can talk about a bit of a humble brag here. I feel like bit of a bit of a humble brag. I guess I don't know. I think anyway, eventually, so, you just I mean, yeah, I don't. Yeah, Cap friendly doesn't have the signing yet. I I did see it going around, and it's the Islanders who are being really weird with their off season here in terms of announcing things. So, um, I would guess it's I don't know. Do you think it's more than a million? I I doubt it's more it's than a probably million. about a million. Maybe I would a million. Think. There's probably performance one. bonuses, right? Yeah, like, yeah he plays over half the season or something. It's like eight hundred thousand or whatever. But the yeah. Islanders are like I feel like they're stacking up on these like old guys. Yeah, yeah, they're trying to beat. So they uh, have to have a know. lot of performance bonuses that they eventually have will have to pay cap hits on, right? Because isn't it like a uh, like a next year? Like if you have an overage on performance bonuses, you kind of have to like pay for it next year. 
I don't know. So you can't Honestly, know. I, 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 when I look at contracts, I just look at the cap it because that's all we model. So well, then uh, it <laughs> then it hurts your your available cap for the next year. <laughs> no, I know, I know. I'm 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 aware of that. I'm just I'm making a joke that yeah, I don't Josh. Really. People assume that I know a lot or that we know a lot about contracts, but I don't know as much as I you know as, as maybe you just we, call up the guys at Cap Friendly. Yeah, just, <laughs> yeah. Or or well, just ask Cap Friendly. <laughs> hey, can you can you help us? But out? anyway, uh, there's a lot to know about contracts i mean i know, you know we can't oh, know everything it's a whole thing you know but, but yeah so Charles with the islanders well he, uh, he, he was he, he played for uh eight hundred thousand last year pretty sure but oh, okay. with performance bonuses that i think yeah him up to but, like two yeah. million or something well, why don't we just uh take a little trip over to the contract projections tool and see what uh we projected him well I mean, and that's you know uh, just another note here when players get into this age range it gets really yeah like there's very few comparables it's kind of it's very difficult yeah to we had them at a one year uh basically seven hundred ninety thousand. so uh, essentially league minimum a little bit more than league minimum signing in this period right now um so yeah like look, sorry i didn't mean to interrupt you bro but the the ages no, that's that's perfect the that's ages fine. for for players especially i remember the one of the first model one of the first versions of the model i did a couple of years ago i it was just justin williams was just killing me because like he would he was like i think 30 Seven or thirty, or I think at the time, and the model just really like wanted to give him an eight-year deal, and they're just like, uh, "Well, that's not possible." Like Justin Williams is not going to get an eight-year deal from a team because he was still pretty good, at least from the way that contracts are, you know, valued, or at least uh, GMs value players to give out money. So I had to do some. Uh, it was a bit of a learning process to figure out how to work with that model to get the older players to be in line. Yeah, you but, just went in there and just updated. Yeah, I just, just said, oh, this doesn't look right. I'm going to change it. No, that's not what I did. But it was funny because you would see that same thing with, like, I think it was when Yager was still in the league, too. Um, yeah, Yager Chara, breaks I think, everything. I, I think, Sean, I remember you giving me uh, giving me a, uh, a bunch of criticism about, like, I think <laughs> our model had, like, Chara as a three-year deal or something a year ago. or, or It was something like that. Yeah, it just gets really weird it's when weird. you get into yeah. those ages. And Yager yeah. breaks everything. Yeah, I Yager mean, breaks. Yager Chara also. Broke. I mean, it's such an out, like, such an, a unique age and case that the model can't really properly handle that much of a, you know, and, and also the how that works work so anyway enough on chara i think that's a small yeah, that's enough thing it'll enough, be fun yeah. to see him you know i guess I, i'm probably not gonna watch him that much this so. is again <laughs> like your excuse we're in episode two for the, for the listeners here we did touch on the islanders and we didn't air it and that was like our our oh i guess um, okay little yeah. touch on the islanders for like 30 episodes yeah. so we had to do it again yeah so, so we'll check we the box to properly at some point yeah. Well, that kind of leads into some of the mailbag questions we got. We got, uh, we had a funny, a funny question about our uh, pronunciations of players. And yeah, we did. If we actually watch the game, <laughs> which is a, which was a funny question. I thought. Yeah. <laughs> but sorry, we're we're jumping the gun. Yeah, well, John, jumping the gun. Sean, I'll introduce let... the the segment. Yes. We'll let you do. You know. The yes, please. Have the honor. Well, like Luke essentially did, but yeah. So without much news, I mean, Sedano Chara signing, and then. Uh, we should mention, I guess, Yamamoto signed an extension as well for like one year. So the yeah. Lakers fans don't get mad at us. But outside of that, not much news. There's basically, I think teams are going back to rookies camp, rookie camp. So we don't have much of an opinion on that. Well, so we got, you know, decided... we got Marco Rossi scoring last night for the Wild. <laughs> and uh, Matt congratulations. Bolding. That's about <laughs> Actually, the only. I'm really, I, I know I'm getting like, I'm interrupting myself here, but really rooting for him. After his kind of recovery oh, yeah. from from COVID, I think everybody really should be yeah. rooting for him. He had a lot of he went through a lot of adversity last year with complications from COVID. So oh yeah, hopefully 
he comes back strong and he's a terrific player is electric to watch so yeah uh, i think we're you know as a you know giant the biggest number one wild fans we're also hoping for rossi to to, and, to succeed yeah and matt boldy but i i didn't yeah. watch the whole game i watched some highlights and he looked pretty good out there but enough on that continue enough on that. sorry sorry yeah. all right so anyways uh and dom i guess watch out there so we decided to <laughs> to do some mailbag questions again and just sort of fill up our podcast like that interacting with you guys so uh, did you want to touch on that question on the, your pronunciations well, yeah, it's. I was just. I was just gonna say it was kind of funny. This is from. Should we? Are we gonna say the usernames? Is that? Are we? Are we? Saying well, no, because then I. Well, we can and can't, because then it like kind of like, also shows that we just can't pronounce things in general. Yeah, that's true. Well, this is from Sam. <laughs> I can. I can pronounce that. Uh, so to the twins, based on your pronunciations, do you, you don't watch hockey? You just break down the stats. Where is the fun in that? <laughs> Which is a perfectly fair question because we are really bad with pronunciations. Um, but yeah, a lot of it is just um, we watch, we try to watch as many wild games as we can, and then we try to basically every night flip a you know turn a game on. But a lot of the time, we just have it on in the background. And it'll be muted um kind of like while oh, we're i don't working. think you're 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 we watch pretty much every game for the wild not muted oh no 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 no. i'm saying other if we have like oh, a, if oh. there's a not a wild game like i'm not sitting there as intently watching it as i would for like a wild game but because that's just what i've all we've always done but for like uh you know if it's a playoff game well playoffs are different obviously but a lot of the time i'm not paying attention to what the announcers are saying i'm just kind of watching and then like working on my computer so like I don't catch the pronunciations a lot of the time. Yeah. Especially, you know, I mean, and it's really hard with how much <laughs> uh, time we have to spend working on our website to catch as many games as a lot of maybe like journalists or... Um, or Sean. Yeah, or Sean. Yeah. <laughs> so, yeah, we... Yes, yeah. we do. Well, and then, and then yeah. also the other thing is that we, like, I think we've said this before, is that we didn't grow up really hockey fans. We were baseball fans and players and... uh so a lot of the old, older players are, I mean, obviously I know a lot of the really good players, but some of the players, even in like the mid 2000s, like I wasn't really paying attention. So I just never really knew who they were. Yeah. And so, so they, we only <laughs> see them on, on paper or on yeah. a website. And so, then I try to make the pronounce, I probably yeah. try to pronounce it in it's, my head. And I, it's a theme though, also for me, because I, I can say that, uh, I remember this when I was, we were more into, well, I still am into music, but like when I was like a, in high school and into college, like I would just come across musicians or artists or whatever and I wouldn't know how to pronounce their names, so it's a, been a theme in my life that the things I've I've you know been very interested in I have trouble pronouncing uh, sometimes because I I don't have. We read a lot. We read a lot. Yeah. So that's how we yeah. how make us sound smart that. over there, bro. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. So I guess question here from Doctor Cody Magnuson. Everyone talks about how great of contracts McKinnon or Marshawn are, but if you did a team of top gar per dollar. Do they even make it, or is it just a ton of third liners? And so we talked about this prior to being on air, and I think this also kind of stems back to, like, the Nichushkin. And, I mean, Nichushkin-like players that end Always up kind of up. showing up on the, on the guard leaderboards. Yeah. But really, in reality, this kind of opens the can of worms that the current system, the current compensation system for players is i don't know it's stupid right it's not stupid but you know basically you have 
ELCs, which are going to have your most valuable players in terms of their contract, in terms in terms of what you're paying them every time. Like if you were to build a team, it's ELCs, all ELCs, and that's impossible. Yeah. And then RFAs, just kind of based on the fact that there's no, they're not unrestricted. There's some restrictions on them. That also decreases their um, salary, reduces their salary in their peak years. And then by the time you get to unrestricted free agency, you're generally speaking past your peak year, past your most productive year. And that's when you get paid a ludicrous amount and you become, generally speaking, less valuable to um, to your contract. You're going to produce less than your contract. So it's like you almost, you almost get, you're overpaid as you get older and then you're like exploited as a young player. So if you don't get to those UFA years, if something gets, if you have an injury or your brand, I guess, I guess kind of gets devalued by the time you hit UFA, then you got underpaid throughout your career. Yeah. But and I would say I, that to, I guess to answer the, the question, like an example for this, um, yeah, like to maybe just simple or I guess to, to just straight up answer the question is that the, the team would be young, like 23 and under players who are on their entry level deal. That would be the team um, there are because I think that the thing and we had mentioned this before we started recording, Sean, you mentioned this was that it's kind of a little bit more about like the um, comparison or how much value you're getting over what you're getting paid. Um, I think so to clarify what we're talking about when we talk about like dollar per gar or X gar is essentially a value calculation that takes your current or um, it looks at like, what is it? The league average, um, like uh, it's like a, I don't know, Luke, you. Yeah, it's it's um, essentially when I did the calculation and I haven't written this up, but we did this. This is one of the first projects we did with uh, uh, DTM about Dawson Springs war model originally was coming up with a cost per win, which is a very. It's a big thing. Well, not a really big thing, but it was pretty prevalent in baseball. Um, and so essentially you just take um, kind of a weighted average for recency um, of every players in the league, like prior three years um, performance, and then compare that to what they signed for or what GMs paid them. And you find an average value um, for what GMs are paying like for one win that's kind of like yeah. the idea is that you're looking and in our case we use standing points team standing points that's spar um which is the same as gar but it's just there's a conversion that's a dollar per goal it's a, or a standing point per goals per standing points conversion which is about uh like 2.3 or 2.5 or something so um but anyway so like you know it's very interesting to talk about what um like how much does a standing point cost? You know, how much how much is it to buy one standing point for your team above yeah, replacement? So that's the way you could think about it. It's generally it's kind of risen a little bit in the last, I think, um in the last yeah. couple of years, but it's now at like about two point three million per standing point. Um is kind of the calculation. Uh that then then you would just take that number, multiply it by how many standing points above replacement a player had, and that would kind of be their value number. So to get back to what I was saying initially, is the actual value here is is the value there in in their 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 standing points above replacement or like their actual performance compared to what they're actually getting paid. And that's what I'm saying, and what Sean was saying is that it would be a team of all like Jack Hughes, you know Quinn Hughes, Elias Pettersson, well before like all these um, young players who are really good who are putting up a lot of value while not getting paid a lot. And like what Sean is saying it is is very true is that it's you do get underpaid when you're young and i think what we know 
um, or has been kind of revealed, I think, with research is that the aging curve has, I think it's younger than what people had historically thought about in, like it used to be in, I think in hockey, the, the common sense was at the prime for, you know, for defensemen was like, I don't know, 28 or something or 29. And I think it's dropped down. I think what we've looked at is actually, it shows that like most defensemen peak when they're like 22 or 23 on average. And, and so forwards are a little bit later, like more like 24 to 26, somewhere in there. But yeah, when you, and that, again, if you're lucky to get, you know, to a UFA situation where you could make some money, that's you can, but almost all the value for these players is on their ELCs for, from a team perspective. Yeah. Right. And not to harp on the Bruins much, but like, for example, like Tory Crew kind of said it best when he left, ended up leaving Boston last year when not getting an offer. You know, basically he took some. As a as a younger player, he took bridge deals and these like short deals that he never ended up getting paid on, right? In terms of his value, yeah. And then he hit it unrestricted free agency, and you know the team smartly, you know, basically just wasn't going to pay him the market rate and let him walk because they they know at that point. I think we're going to hit it probably an issue with the NHL where all GMs will kind of adapt to this idea. And we've just like reduced salaries probably too much, but we're starting to see RFAs get paid, right? With um, what? Warensky just got paid big. Yeah. McAvoy will yeah. probably get paid big Stretch next McCall, year. Jones. Heiskanen, McCarr got paid big, you know. So we're starting to see kind of the shift towards RFAs yeah. being paid more properly. Well, um, I think you're seeing it kind of more with like even, I mean, the, the contract talks for Kaprizov, where I think that. Uh, you know, players like that are trying to get the bet- most value they can rather than, um, you know, or setting themselves up to make the most money possible throughout their career and kind of betting on themselves. And it's that- really, I think it really, so I, again, we've talked about this, I think, but it's kind of was Matthews is where that started, I think, for yeah. forwards anyway. I'm not, I think it would kind of carry over in a defenseman too, although we've seen defensemen now are getting longer deals and not necessarily going for that like four or five year deal like Kaprizov's camp is kind of going for right now, which is, I mean, I just think that whole thing is a lot like it's uh, that's a whole other thing that we can maybe talk about later. We don't need to ramble yeah, too much. But about just that. To, to finalize the question at the, is like, would you know, is is it just a, a team of great third liners? And that's kind of also true. Right. I think like, you know, if I'm looking at Nachushkin, like in, in the his infamous <laughs> 1920 season, he was on an eight hundred thousand dollar contract and we have him his value from a spar standpoint was ten point eight million. Yeah. So, you know, he put up ten million dollars over what the Avs were paying him that year. But then they re signed him and he kind of like so it does move around a lot, but like, yeah, there are gonna be really good thorn liners on cheap contracts that are going to be providing a lot of value, but m- more times than not, it's going to be the young players who are really high-end players that are basically team-controlled, and they can't make more money than the ELC allows them to. So, yeah. that's, yeah. And it, it, a lot of times those third-liners are the ones who are, like, the defensive players, too, like a Marcus Foligno or, you yeah. know, like that kind of uh, player who's not necessarily paid because, <clears throat> excuse me, uh, contracts aren't really handed out from a defensive standpoint, um, they're handed out for points, but the p- way that you can add value also comes from the defensive side, so that's kind of where you're going to see it. But we can put a, a pin in that, I think, and maybe go to the next uh, question, not to ramble too much on that one. All right, so Jordan asks, which metric do you suspect we're putting too much stake in and which needs more attention? That's oh, a that's, good question. That's a really good question. I don't, uh, I don't know. I think it, it, 
I think it, a lot of it. Well, so obviously, it's a little. I think I would say maybe a little bit more complicated than that. I think it depends on what what are we trying to uh, or what form of analysis are we doing. So, like, some of it might be like, you know, if you're trying to just do like a raw like wins above replacement. You know, I I think that that is weighted in a way that it it's, it accounts for or it should account for the components essentially that make up the game. So like you know, it's it's something that like it kind of naturally works out where it's weighted in the same way. But if you're also like, you know, I think like one of the things could be like if you're talking about like contract value or whatever. Like a lot of I think people sometimes think about other things that a player does um, that aren't really considered. I think from when you're talking about actual contracts. But um, I'm just kind of talking trying I mean, to think I, about it i'll, I'll kind of do let luke go. <laughs> i'll kind of do a cop out and it's not a metric but it's a method <laughs> and i mean if people have followed us on twitter you know maybe people kind of know our, our take on wowies or uh with you without you um or without with you w-o-w-y why is that the abbreviation of wow with, I don't, without, without with, you with, with or, or without, without you. thank you oh, okay look at that um but i think that a lot of times i've seen um, analysis where um, people look at a specific player's numbers with or without that another teammate, um, and then they try to they make an argument based on that, showing like, oh well, so and so when they're not with McDavid, for instance, uh, they are terrible. Um, but I think it's that that uh, there's a lot of um, uh, other things going on there um, where there are, you know, nine other players on the ice, uh, you know, for all, all both on their team. So the, the four other or what would it be? Yeah. Well, the goalie plus three skaters and then the person you're talking about in McDavid. So there's a lot of other conflating factors there. Um, conflating, confounding what would be. I don't know. There's. But anyway, that's that's not the point. But basically, um, I think when you just look at how one player plays with and without another player, you're missing like the entire rest of the game. You're only you're kind of like it's it's not really um, kind of telling you what it looks like it's telling you. But that's and that's why we don't provide wowies on our site. We might at some point because it is it can be a really interesting tool. It's just you have to kind of be wary of. And, and and kind of uh, know what you're looking at, I guess, is that that would be kind of my answer. Yeah, and, and it's I feel like this is obviously if people are have followed kind of hockey stats for a while, this is something that a lot of people harp on. But I have seen it, especially it seems like with the really, really good players in the league, that this kind of analysis still seems to get brought up when you're talking about players who play with, you know, like uh, like Panarin or, or uh, yeah, McDavid or Dreisaitl or all these players. And it essentially the argument is framed in this, well, this player wasn't as good as you're saying because they got to play with this other player who's really good. And that isn't necessarily wrong. It's more that it's a lot more nuanced than that. But um, and I that, know, yeah, and I so don't know, Sean, I wanted to ask. I was well, I was just going to follow up with that was, is that like what essentially why I say wowies aren't like are kind of misused a lot of the time is because our RAPM or RAPM model that it accounts for all teammates and all opponents. Uh, at the same time as other factors such as score and everything. So Rapham is kind of doing what Wowies are doing, um, but all at the same time. So and, you and do, much better. And much better. <laughs> so you get a rating for a player that is 
accounting for all of their teammates and all of their opponents and you know all of the different factors such as how they're deployed and whatnot so that's just in my i mean i just think that's a much better now if you're trying to break down to understand a rapham rating then wowies can be useful so you because you can kind of look at okay well they played 80 percent of their time with so and so and 20 percent with this person and you can kind of look into it that way but um it's generally we're going to be relying on a rapm type metric um for for a, a player value and not just a single kind of with you or without with or without you there you go Oy vey. <laughs> i mean <laughs> i was gonna say i was gonna argue that that at least amongst us like with or without you are probably under utilized but i think you kind of hit on it in that last part right yeah Where that was yeah they're they're very useful when you know how to use them yeah um, but they can be very deceptive, I think, to, I don't yeah, want to say, like, the untrained eye. But, yeah. you know, they shouldn't be used for evaluation. You shouldn't say that, you know, a player did, you know, worse away from this player, therefore, you know. But I think it offers a lot of context that can then also tie into, like, if you were an all-around, if you had experience in sort of doing this all-around you can kind of better understand maybe where you fall short in terms of say video analysis or um yeah yeah. and try to understand those individual components and kind of like blend everything in together i think it's a the descriptive really descriptive stats can help sort of blend everything together and understand where you know different viewpoints might be coming in and like it's a tool to definitely use and yeah, then I think I, we sometimes overlook in this community, maybe because we're so focused on the modeling part, which metric needs more attention, I guess, as a whole, or, or, or like around, you know, <laughs> like the whole community would still be, would still be like a gar. Yeah. Right? Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Like I would say it's that... still not a widely used and accepted metric. So I think it still has its um, yeah, and merit I, to say that I, needs more attention. Yeah, I mean, we've we've talked about this a lot, and it's kind of part of our uh, our brand, I think, a little bit. But I, I think the the you just see this year over year is like how I think a lot of players um, are undervalued because of their defensive value that they add. Now, obviously, there um, there are more uh, defense year over year is a lot less. Um, it's a lot more. Uh, there's a lot more variance year over year, and so it's harder to predict that. But for the most part, you can still get value a lot um, there, and it's something I think I covered this idea of the thread about kind of uh, our just, I guess, the final uh, recap of our contract projections. And that's kind of what you see the players that are getting underpaid versus projections are those that are really good defensively, especially forwards like Dano, Eric Sinek, Landis Gog to an extent. Um, also like... Well, not Landis Gog. He got... Uh, I, he's I mean, like 31 or whatever. He got a huge contract. Yeah, but he was he was still he under... No, he got underpaid compared to our projections. Oh. Um, I'm just saying, like, it's, oh, yeah. it's, 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 I don't know. This is, I'm not trying to get into that, but I think the defensive aspect of, of play is still something that's really, I think, I mean, it, it's hard to say it enough, is that it's still really valuable. And I think a lot of players are overlooked because of that. But um, yeah. moving I, on. I completely agree, Sean. So Brian has a good question here. If you guys could rescue a player from their lackluster team situation surroundings and trade them to a better team fit, who would it be? Oh man, you're gonna make us oh. like you're gonna make us like put put down a. Oh, a I mean, a the team. first we one love that came to mind that's, that's been topical is you know Chikorin, right? Um, is that how you say his name? That's how you say his name, right? Well, the first yeah. one that should come to mind is Eichel. 
Well, yeah, yeah, yeah I know. But that's but not that like, like open. It's just like that's too... old news though. That was earlier this summer. We're now on. He still you hasn't know, been traded. I know, I know that's he hasn't. True. I think it's kind of. A, I'm in my head. I'm assuming that he is traded, even though he's not. So he might now, just play. Well, no, because the the problem is too is he can't get that surgery, whatever surgery he wants under the Sabers. So he's also like there's literally like there's a medical component here, and like it's not like yeah. a human rights issue, but like there's definitely a an issue here. A medical yes. issue yeah. that you want to sort of save him, even if it was like the, um, even if the Sabres are good. Yeah. So I don't know. We don't. Do you want to go down the road of the Eichel talk, Sean? No, we. we <laughs> no, that's I don't already want known. To. That's like the obvious question because, <laughs> yeah. like, I think everyone would like to see. Yeah. Know, well, Eichel healthy, obviously, except maybe not not some rain. No, I want. I'm not gonna go there. Um, but I think like the um, yeah, like Josh said, Chickering is one yeah. we have arizona projected just so low next year and he's just he's been such a good defenseman for them that it would be kind of cool to see um you know i don't want to yeah i guess that i, I don't want to say mean question I, I don't, because, yeah like, i don't want to say it is like, a mean <laughs> question but can i i mean you could frame it whatever other way i mean you could frame it in you know a different light a I don't player wanna, that i really wish would have had maybe more success or maybe like his prime kind of got sort of past beyond us here i guess if that's a word or a phrase <laughs> is like dylan larkin who oh, okay, sits yeah. in detroit and he's really good based on on our metrics yeah and i really wish he he could have saw some success i really wish he would have played maybe in columbus with zach Wierenski. i know they have a big bromance yeah um <laughs> but if, i i kind of wish looking back on it that dylan larkin had some some good success in his career yeah, but, and got a I lot mean, of recognition. Yeah, he still probably qualifies though because he's only twenty five still. So like, I think that you could still kind of consider that as like a rescuing, you know, case from Detroit. I think also maybe like Toronto too, right? Who's really good. Um, that yeah, but he was on Detroit. the Capitals forever. Yeah, he was. He kind of had so that. His, he know, didn't need to be rescued. He was, you know. But I yeah. was going to just fall, you know, fall with Chikorin was that I think Arizona, and I don't want to say this like in a negative way, but it would be. It seems like just Arizona doesn't get the coverage that other teams get. Um, and it would be, um, cool to see. Well, that's unfortunate, I think. Yeah. Um, and, uh, it's just unfortunate that you don't really get to see him covered in the way that I think he kind of deserves to be covered given how strong of a player he is. Um, so that would probably be my answer. Well, and that was, you know, he was the one who, uh, not to, derail the conversation into debate here but you know we had our our uh kind of our nhl award pick preseason or our preseason picks and i he was the one who bumped adam fox out of the top five even though they're both i mentioned i wanted to clarify is that that you have i think in my opinion you have kale mccarr number one and then you have like five defensemen who are all kind of very close and like kind of in a second tier like i think mccarr is ahead above the other defenseman perfect i know i'm not trying to you know i'm not, not trying to chucky criticize the, chuck ch- criticize your chucky, boy criticize chucky should your boy be your over favorite there. no it's it's mccarr <laughs> but like fox chicken hamilton devon uh devon hay uh taves um like I think those kind of caliber players are. Hold on, is it Devin or Devon? Devon, Devin. I don't know. I'm. It's Devon. It's Devon. Devon. That's what I thought. D. It's D Taves. That's what it yeah, says. Yeah, that's what I, I write. Yeah. D Taves for everything. Yeah. So I don't have to. Again, this is it's just a. But uh, so that I guess that was my answer. I think there's some other players that are like I. I think I mean not to. We've talked about this before, but I think Vancouver is kind of in a whole situation where it would be fun to see Patterson on you know uh, a team that. 
I don't know. I mean, I don't know. Well, I'm Seattle. not going to go on that route, but that's yeah. I mean, that's another that's another player that I think is really fun and very very good. And it would be um, I don't know if, if I'm not trying to say the Canucks aren't going to be very good, but they're not going to be very good. So <laughs> uh, yeah. So that's those are my answers. I think. I would clarify. I do love Kale as well as a <laughs> Western Mass native because he was a big part in sort of rejuvenating the UMass hockey franchise. Okay. He never got that the ship. He got to a finals and then they won the the year after. And it's uh now I have some good local college hockey around me. So Okay, yeah. Um another question, maybe we'll change it up a little bit here. Um or actually maybe we'll take a break first. Yeah, maybe we yeah, let's take a little yeah, break. Let's, let's take a little break. Tough. You can we hear from our, our we haven't sponsors. heard we haven't heard from our sponsor yet. I know. So maybe we'll kick it to them, their message. They paid us fifty dollars for it. And uh, we'll be right back. <laughs> The Evolving Hockey Podcast is brought to you by EvolvingHockey.com, your home for advanced NHL statistics on the web. When you become a subscriber to EvolvingHockey.com, you gain access to such evaluation tools as NHL goals above replacement, regularized adjusted plus minus, skater contract projections, visualizations, charts, and much more. Visit Evolving-Hockey.com slash login today to become a subscriber. Welcome back, and thanks to our sponsor for giving us $50 for that. Uh, I paid Sean. <laughs> hopefully hopefully uh, that's still like relevant when this podcast comes back up or uh, gets released. So we're going to hit a few more mailbag questions since we're having a blast of this. And this is ending up on like your personal account, but I'm going to go through here. Um and this is a very nerdy question, but you guys seem to like this when you read it to me, so we're gonna go with it. Well, you know, this have is a you very caught nerdy podcast? Sorry, sorry, continue. Jeez, <laughs> have you <laughs> caught any notable data entry mistakes from cleaning the NHL play-by-play? If you could only, oh, that's a this is another question that's coming up. So we'll, we'll just stick with that first question here. Yeah. Well, um, oh I, boy, does Luke want to talk boy, about this? So I have a kind of. Uh, I love data cleaning. Uh, <laughs> it's like <laughs> it's like well, I, I it's like a, a sick thing that I love to do. I don't know why. Yeah, big sicko it's, energy. Yes, yeah, big sicko energy. But like it's kind of one of those things where you can just dig into it. But um, so we um, just uh, some background. Um, all of the data we use comes from basically the um. NHL's HTML reports, they're called, which is kind of, it's the printouts that the journalists get for the games, um, and they have, like, events data, and that's mostly where we get it. Um, I, I think that, honestly, most of the answer to that question is um, yes. Yes. <laughs> um, the mistakes, really, that are the biggest are goalie shift errors. Um, there are, because it, it completely ruins the strength state for an entire period, so sometimes the goalie shifts will come in um, like if a goalie gets pulled and then they come back in, sometimes it's recorded as they came in in the next period. So then it reads like the goalie wasn't in net for the entire period. Um, and there's maybe like 12 of those and they're really difficult to fix because it's hard to catch. 
Um, so that would I be the most notable thing where, say, you know, the, I think there's a couple with Ryan Miller that I've had to go update because it, it, it really it changes the strength state to, well, at first, when we first did our um, data processing for this, it would come up the entire period was an empty net, you know, so the goalie was not in net the entire period. And to, um, to clarify what Luke's talking about with the strength state is we use, um, like when you hear about, at least from, it, it's not specifically marked like at different, a lot of, in a lot of the play-by-play, like what the actual strength state is. It's based on how many skaters are on the ice. And so Luke's talking about um, the goalie is a strength, you know, is part of the, the, is a player that's on the ice. So we calculate that manually based on the number of skaters. Um, well, it's and, not manually. Or but not it's, man, it's, sorry, it's not a, manually. But it's, that's kind of what we're talking about is that it just ruins everything. Yeah. So um, that's, we, I had to build in a fix where if the, if there was a goalie shift error, it kind of catches it. But sometimes there's some really weird ones that come in where it's like, I don't know what happened here. But every now and then, you know, the trackers and the people who are recording the shifts, um, they make mistakes. And, you know, they're really good overall. It's just sometimes there's, you know, maybe once or twice a year there'll be a goalie shift error. And that has to get fixed. Um, another one that was notable was, um, and this is kind of a, <laughs> um, was the, is, is you know, is, is, was a very scary moment, but um, in I think was it the Rich Peverly um, game? Yeah, where they had to cancel it um, when they started the when they started the game again. There had already been a goal scored, and so they just put it at the first event of the game. There, the goal that was scored. Um, it's a very unique situation, and that's that was really weird to see because it was like there was no one on the ice when that happened. They just credited a goal being scored at the first event of the game, which is never the first event of a game, is never a goal. So that was a really weird-looking one. Um, and, and also to clarify, normally in the play, the, play, the, the like first event would be like... Uh, well, it's like game start. Yeah, game start, or some kind of like... A or fa- anthem. Or they have an anthem, anthem one now. Or face-off, obviously, because the face-off starts the game. So when you have a goal that comes in when there's nobody that was there accredited with it is a little bit odd. I will say also um, there are some additional things that can, that can get... Uh, um, a little bit tricky when you're working with this is like getting um, events to line up that maybe occur at the same time and stuff like this uh, that can down the line. Like sometimes I think we had one of the things when our XG model, bro, maybe correct me if I'm wrong, was uh, we had the order sequencing of goals that followed other events and stuff like that. But that's not really in the play-by-play. That's that's like, Yeah, that's more of a processing. Yeah. But in, in terms of data cleaning, most of the other issues are, are – um, like we pull in the player um, names from their number in the events. That's how it's tracked. Um, so sometimes there'll be, you know, no number associated with a play or a lot of penalties have weird, like they've changed the amount of ways they track penalties in the NHL so much. And it's, it, that is probably actually the most annoying thing. Like I think last year they just changed um, unsuccessful challenge and they abbreviated it. To like uns like uns. <laughs> this, is, this is the kind of C-H-L-G. stuff. LG. This is the kind of stuff that I'll hear Luke like yelling from the other room <laughs> when stuff happens. He's like, "You gotta be kidding me!" Or also like uh, the other one is like players' names changing midway yeah. through the season. So that's really obnoxious. That's, so that it's kind of just data cleaning stuff. But I, you know, shout out to what Joe Edmondson, right? Yeah, and no. Mackenzie Weger. I don't know. And- <laughs> yeah, Mackenzie Weger. His name is just there's. It's not an uppercase K. Well, who was another? A lot of it has been goalies who've changed names or. Um, well, I mean, 
P.A. Parento was yeah. the big one. He's got like six different name variations they've used for him. Um, <laughs> so this stuff is, I would say names is maybe the number yeah, one names thing. Yeah, names is names and Sorry, goal, we can, yeah. we can anyway. ramble about this stuff for a while. We've worked with this for a while, and I know Sean, I can see Sean is very Yeah, he's about this. to, he's dozing yeah. off in the screen. <laughs> he's just yeah, about to Yeah, I'm going to need a drunken coffee. Yeah. <laughs> anyway, we'll move on. <laughs> um, let's see. Moving into maybe like more of a fun non sort of non hockey related question. Hideki Nishida asked, "Who would be the last mascot standing in a four major North American Pro Sports League Hunger Games?" Oh man! Oh, I do not know mascot. If you think we can't so like names, the favorite, think, the favorite at least would be. Gr- the favorite yeah. would definitely be gritty, right? Yeah, it's yeah. gritty. But you you said all four leagues, like the major the major leagues, right? Or am I did I not hear that right? Yeah, no. so it'd be like the NFL, NBA, NHL, and uh, PGA Tour. <laughs> no, I I said them out. I said them out. I said I think I said them. NFL, NHL, MLB, NBA. Yes. I mean, I think it's just it has to be gritty, right? Yeah, it's gritty. It's yeah. gotta be. What about the fanatic? What about the fanatic? Yeah, I mean, or uh, what about? I mean, I I just the first one that popped was the Nashville the Predator. I don't know what <laughs> what's his name. I don't I don't know or its name. I'm not sure. What about a uh, um uh uh what's the the what am I? Is it um? <laughs> sorry, I'm I'm quickly looking. Uh, Scorch. Right? Oh, Scorch. Shout out to Scorch just Sag. burns everything. Yeah, yeah, I mean, I mean that. Would... <laughs> I just pulled up. This is well known, but it, it's. I think that might might be the funniest mascot that I've ever seen is the Calgary Flames of AHL affiliate. Um, the pictures. If you, I just pulled up the. I just. I'm sorry, laughing because I pulled up the name. I want to make sure it was. I had the name right. Of course, I. I would. I should have known it, but and the pictures are just so. Oh, Funny. it's just honestly the greatest thing. Shout out to Scorch Deck also. Yeah. Subscribe. Subscribe yeah, to Scorch But Deck. like the fact that I'm just I mean, it's just such a funny so I don't know, we're getting off. Yeah, but that's yeah. it's gritty. Gritty wins. That's the answer. Next question. Who would be the first to die? Would it be like Wally? I feel like Wally's like too nice. Yeah. Wall is that I don't know Wally. Who this is the Red oh, Sox. You're, we're really oh. getting asked. We're the wrong people. Yeah, you, add, this like, is not. Well, you guys are, are baseball fans. I know, yeah. but like I now I'm like I'm too far removed from baseball to remember the mascots that well. Like we, we you know, we did. It was funny. This is not related, but we did go to a Twins game a week ago, and um, we were just kind of walking around the um the like just the the ballpark and TC the Twins mascot who's a bear, which is kind of funny that the Twins have just a like a bear as their mascot named TC. Um, he he was out like shaking hands or saying hi to kids. And he, I like, it's like, TC, what's up? And we gave him a high five. And then he saw both Luke and I, and he like, for a minute, like he was just like, oh, you know, it was like the twin realization from the mascot was really funny. We were just like, and all these kids were like looking at us like, what are these like weird adults doing talking to like the mascot? <laughs> but, <laughs> but I was like, it's just like TC is like, when I was a kid, it was like, I just remember the mascots were there. But I don't know. Let's move on. I just was, to get back to the Scorch deck. I didn't realize that the uh, they actually that famous picture of Scorch like burning a firefighter. Do you know that 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 picture? Yeah, it's infamous. Yeah, the infamous that they actually apolo- apologized for that. You like, didn't know that? No, I didn't know. I'm just seeing. I'm sorry. I'm. I just think that's the, one of the best things in in hockey is Scorch and rest in, rest in peace, Scorch. Yeah. Yeah. Um, seriously. Anyway, um, I don't know. I don't have a good answer. Yeah, we already uh, answered it. It's gritty. Did. Next question. It's gritty. Yeah. <laughs> 
All right. Um, Bo asked, where do you go to get away from the computer for a bit? A park, a restaurant, patio? You know, and this kind of goes along with it. What do you do? Take a break and recharge? That's a good question. Well, first of all, I never quit. I'm always yeah. working. I don't take a break. Yep. No. Um, uh, for me, I lately we've been kind of just working nonstop. Um, and just so, but when we do, I, I like to, I, I only, I limit my hobbies because I get very obsessed with them, which is what this whole hockey thing was, was a hobby for a while. And I just be, Luke and I became extremely obsessed with this. But, uh, one of my, the thing recently I've been doing is I just, I've been for a couple of years now playing a little, uh, Super Smash Brothers, uh, Bros. Ultimate. That's kind of my, you know, take my mind off things. But, um, we're in a nice part of South Minneapolis. So we, um, we go on walks. Like I, you know, get out and kind of go for a walk and take a little break and, you know, but I don't know. I, I guess in general, I, uh, like I kind of just like am on my computer and I'm like, okay, well, I'm just going to watch some videos or something. <laughs> I don't really have like a process yeah, or any I don't, kind I don't of like we... routine, but, um, we do, uh, yeah. And then I don't know, we take a uh, little like road trips here and there and go up North, North Minnesota, uh, and, and stuff like that, like just to kind of unwind here and there. Um, yeah, I don't know. Luke, do we have anything else we do? I don't know. I, <laughs> I, I look at, uh, magic, the gathering cards a lot. <laughs> yeah. I, we yeah. have a, uh, uh, we play a lot of magic. That's yeah. another another release. And then yes. I, yeah, we play a lot of piano too. Yeah, yeah, go on walks. Yeah, yeah. and uh, I don't know, Sean, what do you do? I go to the I, pizza shop. You go to the go pizza to, go shop. Go to the pizza shop. <laughs> <laughs> shout this out to the pizza shop. If you're listening, shout pizza out shop. to the pizza shop. Yeah, I, I think. Um, Get at us. We'll, we'll, we, we we'll haven't talked you. about this on air, but it's like <laughs> almost after every podcast, I have to go meet my friends at the pizza shop, which is again a thing for tonight. Um, would you explain it's a, to it's, a bar, it's our okay. town bar essentially yeah is, that's the name of it the pizza shop but it's sean says this when he's on. like yeah i gotta go to the pizza shop and he said that like the first time like like As we knew I, what that I'm was supposed to know that i thought he just was talking about like a, a restaurant that, had, that pizza. had pizza and he called it the pizza shop <laughs> like i'm going to you know domino's i'm aka the pizza shop <laughs> i'm going to the- <laughs> anyway anyway yeah so uh um yeah, that's where Sean is. Sean is going. For anyone who wants to meet up with Sean after this. Well, we're going to be putting it out like two <laughs> I know, days that's, later. That's the joke. Yeah. Anyway. Um, anyway, yeah, like you can one, always find one me or at two, the pizza we shop. One, more, one or two more uh, questions, do you think? Um, uh, yeah, let's Oh, hit, here's a good um, one. I'll, I'll ask this one because I thought it was interesting. Can you? Uh, this okay. is from Tim uh, Lambert uh or lambert <laughs> uh can you talk a bit about age regression in your model we kind of already covered this but um and why you have players like ovi and sid projected for their worst points per 60 seasons in their careers but someone like kopitar is not projected for any slowdown in production um which that's a very good question it is a very good question uh and I brought it up, and I'm now trying to think about why. I, um, I don't have the answer to well, that. Well, I will say that uh, one thing I, to, to get more into detail here is um, we talked about this with contracts, Justin Williams, and, and dealing with age. Um, but what we, we use a very similar method for that, and I, I, I cover it in the contract write-up. It's not like a secret. I'm not trying to be It's basically you can treat age in the model as a continuous um, variable if you want so it'd just be like all ages like from zero to not well not zero but it'd be like 18 up to 47 or whatever in the model but um, the model doesn't uh, isn't able to handle that in a way that like at least it depends on the algorithm you're using and how you're approaching it but generally um, that can work but the um, the difference between one age and another that are close together like it's kind of hard for the model to pick up on it in a way that I think makes sense in the output. Um, so what we do generally is we actually I know it's this is kind of uh, 
um, frowned upon sometimes, but we do we bin ages into different tiers. And so I think for contracts, um, it ranges. I look at it depending on uh, it, it depends on what the model is, but generally we 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 split ages into like four like anywhere from four to six bins. I think it's tiers. like five or uh, yeah, six. It's, it's so not it, four. Uh, I think for I have I've tried four because we're essentially trying to take the distribution of age, which looks for the most part fairly normal, um, but it has a bit of a higher tail uh, on. Um, the higher, uh, obviously, like the older players. There's more. There's there's players who played well into their 40s, but there's not as many of them. Versus, there are no one, no players play when they're 17, for instance. Um, so we essentially try to 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 create that distribution again, but just in like five bins, um, and that also uh, represents um, a fairly good. Like it, it's a pretty, it does a really good job in terms of dealing with age. But what happens with some players, and this is just kind of on, like this is kind of the trade-off here. Is for instance, when a player moves, I believe the upper age tier, the last age tier is 35 and up. So it takes any player who's over 35, and that's they get assigned like a six or something. Like that's their their tier um, or a five, depending on how many there are. Um, so when a player moves from one to another, for instance, the model doesn't necessarily know that they're only changing like by a month. It can just essentially say, oh, you're moving from being in the 31 to 35 or 34 age tier up to a 35. And I assume my guess is with Ovechkin is now that he's 35, I believe. He's jumped into that upper age tier. Um, and overall, this isn't always the case. I think this is something we've talked about with age curves is that each player is different. And an age curve is a hybrid kind of average player that actually doesn't really exist. It's just kind of general trends in how players age. So it's important, I think, to, to keep in mind the context of players and how what their longevity would be. But my, my guess is with... Um, with Ovechkin is he's now in that upper age tier and he's probably getting dinged for that a little bit in the projection because generally players who are over 35 don't score points like that. But I, I should but, add on to that is that this was done through testing. So yes, yes, the reason yes. that we do this is that it, it much better predicts future outcomes yeah. when you when at least in our experience is when you are when you've been aged like this, yeah. um, which is generally a no no. Um, well, it's, it, uh, it's not it, really. No. It's really you're it just, works better. It's, it's it works kind of better. And I also, engineering. I also the other thing I think with Ovechkin, I haven't, you know, I'd have to go and look at Kopitar too. But my, my hunch is that he had uh, um, kind of the last two years. I think there's been slight, like compared to say three or four years ago, he's kind of going down. You know, he's getting older. You're seeing the production kind of drop a little bit. But um, it's just like that kind of combination of age plus recent trend is something the model is is predicting that it's going to keep going down because that's generally what you see in in older players. Um, Crosby, I'm not quite sure about, and I'd have to go and dig into this. I, I asked the question. I should have maybe prepped this a little bit better. Um, but my my hunch is that Kopitar has been just a more stable player and that he doesn't have as much variance, uh, although. In his younger years, he really was all over the place. But I, I, my my hunch is that he's just the last two years, for instance, he's been a little bit more not as up and down. But I'd have to really go dig into it to answer that properly. But sometimes you just get some interactions with age um, and the recent trends that uh, can can lead to some uh, results that you want maybe want to go investigate a little further. All right. So maybe last question. This is my question, my mailbag question. <laughs> Do you guys plan on going to New York this year? Ooh. Because you you angered Rangers fans a bit <laughs> with the whole When do we not leaving know? Fox <laughs> off your Norris? So I mean, are you have you been to New York before? Never do been to New York. We've never been to New York. Yeah. Well I've we've never, been to Rochester. Been well, no, we've been to Rochester, but, but I've that's been not New well, York. Well, I meant like New York, York City. I know. I know. You know that. Yeah. No. I we've other than the conferences in New York, uh, in Rochester, um, we've never been 
uh, like really to any part of New England. So, uh, well, New York's not in New England. Wait, hold on. I isn't that whole. Oh, this is all East Coast bias. I don't so like this. East Coast. I don't, I don't like. This. I don't like. Let's let's let's. It's not. This. It's not New England. How would you think that's New England? It's up there. They don't call them the New England Jets. <laughs> I mean. <laughs> It's, yeah, Josh, it's I knew that wasn't New region. That's that, called like the tri-state area. I know it's all New England to me, though. <laughs> it's all up there in the Northeast. That's you know New England, right? I'm just kidding. No. Uh, I'm not kidding. I, I, I. To be honest, <laughs> I don't think I could really tell you the actual because I, I don't really care to be honest. But <laughs> to answer your question, uh, it would be fun. I would love to go to New York. Uh, yes. to not New England to New York, but uh, so they can. <laughs> <laughs> I think New England's a bit better, but. If the if the Rangers fly you out and have you put <laughs> Fox on your your Norris list, you're gonna you're gonna go. Uh, oh, I mean, if somebody's gonna fly us out, yeah, you know, we'll, we'll we definitely. Um, although you know, with the pandemic, we've been kind of just staying home. Yeah, but I don't know. It's uh, yeah, yeah it was, we, we'd 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 love to uh, go to yeah. New York. We had a plan. Um, while well, we kind of had preliminary talks to go visit uh, New York because we know some people there, but. Then the pandemic happened and uh, still is happening. So it's kind of like, yeah, for, you know, one of those, what, sometime in the future, Sean, we will definitely come visit yeah, you. Yeah, we started to overbook ourselves. Okay, maybe. well, that's like two and a half hours south. But, well, I mean, uh, if we're going to go, we're going to be there. We're yeah. going to go, so go hang out. And, and if you're going to go, the, you're going to go. Yeah, we're going to go to the pizza shop. got to go to the pizza shop, you know. and <laughs> You do have to go to the pizza shop now. <laughs> All right. Well, I think this will be a wrap for this episode. We're getting close to an hour here. So um, hopefully we we will have this out for for Monday morning, right? Yeah, so I'm going to I'll get it. Commute. I'll get it done. We are uh, we're taking a bit of a um, vacation here, uh, but we'll be around. I'll, I'm, I'm just going to have to do some. Yeah, I will have it. This will be out. Uh, you will be listening to this Monday morning. Uh, well, hopefully you'll be listening. Well, or Monday maybe morning. a couple days later. Yeah, or maybe in the week. Yeah. Well, you should always listen to it like as soon as it goes out, right? I hope I hope people have push notifications on. Yeah, I don't know if you can put put push notifications on, but yeah. And also, anyway, anyway, just while you we're know, on the while we're on the topic, yeah. subscribe, smash and that subscribe, download, smash give us subscribe, some, download the podcast, give us some review sky. it. Yeah, we've had this it. bipolar. Yeah, well, it's not bipolar. We've had this polar review yeah. system here where some of our haters have given us one star <laughs> reviews. And uh, some of you have also given us some some five stars. So yeah, uh, which we appreciate. Give us some fours, even. We'll, yeah. we'll take the fours. Yeah. Also, I don't. Do we have any reviews? How do we see? Reviews? I don't know. There, that's the thing is, like, if you give me a one star, if you give us a yeah. one star, I want to know. Yeah. What can we improve? Yeah. How you can know? we make this? How can your we make better? your experience better with the Evolving Hockey Podcast? But yeah. we thank you for any any ratings or positive feedback or yeah. negative. You know, if it's constructive, you know, we. Yeah. And if you made it this far, thank you so much for yes. listening and supporting. All right. Well, I think that's that's a wrap. So we'll see you guys next week. Yeah, sounds good. Yeah. Take care, yeah, Sean. Yeah, take care, Sean. Thanks.